Does anyone else need to like get the drink refill or anything? I just need to refill my mark real quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. He needs a refill. It's two what? minutes into Wait. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are we all supposed to have a drink? It's it's Water. customary. Well, okay. Give me give me a minute. I gotta go to the fridge. Yo, mama. Hey, doggy dog. What is up, Al? This is, a, this is a special day for us, special day in the life, the short history, for short amateur history of Hot Guys Cry 2. We have yeah, it's like, those, it's like those old sitcoms in the, in the 90s where they would have an extra special episode of, <laughs> of Fresh Prince or something, and you'd learn a lesson by the end. This is yeah, that, yeah, this yeah. Is that oh, episode. This is great. But we got guests. I'm very, very excited. Three of our closest friends of our life are joining us. We're going to have five hot guys on here. I'm excited because it, we're getting not only we're going to dive deep into uh, the Lord of the Rings for, for one last time. I think this is our fifth in a row. Yes. I have been thinking about nothing but Lord of the Rings for like four months straight. We're also getting. Yeah, it's time to time to move on. But it's mm-hmm. it's also getting back to the why we started this podcast in the first place. People forget the title Hot Guys Cry 2 does not refer to us. We are not the titular hot guys. We started this podcast to interview hot guys about what makes them cry. So, I, I mean, that's what we're, what, why we're here, and that's why we brought these three bros on. So let's it's only taken us like 10 or 11 pods to finally get an interview <laughs> well, we, going. We, so we're we tried it with, yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah just we tried it with up. Father Drew Hoffman, and it was a catastrophe. So we, uh, we really had to like take a, a half-year break from doing it. That's true. All right, here I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll introduce the the gang. We got uh, he's putting the uh, he's putting the mental back in fundamentals. We got Brian Rollator here. What up, yeah, Brian? Yeah, baby. Welcome hey, Brian. back. Happy to be here. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> he's a baggage in the streets, but a took in the sheets. We got Jake Schwint. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, my lords. Uh, and we got Sam, they come in pints? Johnson. What up, Sam? Hi, guys. So happy to be here. This is great. Thank you guys right. so much for, uh, for, for joining us. We are very, very excited. We've, we've planned this for about two weeks now, and I, I haven't slept since. We, we, we set the date down. Wow. If that's true, Alec, you need, you need to get some help. <laughs> yeah, part of, it, some part of it is because Paul hasn't been sleeping well, but we're figuring it out. Sleep training sucks. Oh, you got a kid? Yeah, I sure Man, do. Why haven't you mentioned it on the phone? Well, if you would have listened to that podcast earlier this spring, a child is born, you would have known. Oh, uh, I, I, well, I was going through kind of a drug thing then, so I really mailed in a lot of pod, pods. So mm-hmm. anyway, bros and Alec, um, let's just, let's just dive <laughs> I'm not in. included in. <laughs> Hi, guys and Alec, I should say. Um, so Brian, Jake, and Sam are Lord of the Rings fans in various states of fandom, I guess. Jake's a big book reader. Um, Jake or Brian and Sam are, I think, in the middle of reading the books. But how was your experience running through the books after seeing the movies? You know, uh, comparing it to Harry Potter, if you will, uh, it's kind of the same thing. I read Harry Potter, or I watched the <laughs> movies of Harry Potter first, <laughs> and then I went back and read the books. Um, and you realize that there's a lot more going on, a lot more backstory that you don't catch. Um, and 
it really, for me, it, I think it changed the game as far as Lord of the Rings go. Um, so I was always a fan of the, of the movies. Uh, I thought they were great, you know, a lot of good action and whatnot, but um, opens a new door, if you will, uh, once you start reading the books. And it's been, it's been pretty cool to see compared to, to the movies uh, and two, two books in and uh, ready to get on. That's about where you are, Sam, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming up finishing um two towers uh you know it's been a busy month so i haven't been able to pick it up in a while but you know um my experience and kind of growing up with lord of the rings is it was behind god and uh faith probably the most important thing in our household to to the listeners uh who don't know my father yeah it was it was a it was a huge topic all the time and so um honestly i'm kind of surprised i never read the books but um I'm having I'm having a, a really really good time reading it, and um, except for Aragorn, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point in this pod. Uh, Nate and I have discussed a lot Aragorn's behavior in the yeah. first book. Sam's uh, got some spicy takes on on Aragorn. I, on yeah, Aragorn so like teams. I always grew up, um, you know, those movies came out early 2000s, and growing up, just Aragorn's a super hot dude. And after reading, the not fellas, the hottest though. I well, definitely not for me. <laughs> anymore for sure not <laughs> for is... me but um yeah nate would just come home from work and i would i would have my take of the day on why i hate aragorn um <laughs> every time it was um, something else and every time you could take one of his quotes not even out of context completely as he said it in the book and he was being a total asshole to someone <laughs> or another yeah. in like a hobbit or gandalf or something I have to give Sam a little credit and his family a little credit for my obsession with Lord of the Rings. So I, I loved Lord of the Rings when I was younger, you know, when the movies were coming out, I'd watch them with my brother Drew. But then when I got to be tight with Sam, after he got his Xbox in sixth grade, of course, yep. uh, you know, I, there were various items and objects and places in Sam's household that were named after Lord of the Rings. Obviously Paul's truck, the beautiful white, Ford F-150 was named Shadowfax, but Sam's basement was also renamed Morgoth's Realm after y'all had, uh, your parents had redone it. I wouldn't even say renamed. Like that was, was the, always that, was, that was the name. It was always, <laughs> it was always Morgoth's Realm. It was never yes. anything but that. Yes. So I owe the Johnson family a great deal to these last three or four pods and, and much for my, my fandom of Lord of the Rings. Shout out to the Johnson family. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, what about you? Where does Lord of the Rings rank in terms of your obsessions through the years? Like in terms of the movies, they're near the top, especially the third one. Um, first and third would definitely be top 10 movies of all time. And then the books, when I actually sat down and wrote out my books, I think it was number four. Because I consider Lord of the Rings one book because that's how it was intended to be read. That's a great mm. take. I like it. Amen, brother. But that's what Tolkien says. Um, I think it came in fourth behind like East of Eden and where the red fern grows. And, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Speaking I had of high guys crying, where the box car kids, box car kids, Judy Blue. Club. <laughs> keep them coming boys. What else can we throw in there? Hang the cow dog. Oh, nice. stupid Magic stuff. tree house. <clears throat> but I was, I mean, I, when Boromir died, it kind of turned me off to Lord of the Rings because I had this thing in like second grade. I just wanted to prove to the world that I could read Lord of the Rings and I read it and got absolutely nothing out of it. <laughs> like third grade, maybe I, somewhere in there because I saw like a fifth grader carrying it around. Nice. And, that, and then I saw Boromir die and it like haunted me and I didn't go back to like seventh grade or eighth grade. Um, 
And that's when I actually like, read them and kind of got something out of it. And then one of my like looking back regrets that would have been awesome is to stay in seminary one more semester. Cause I was scheduled to take a class just called Tolkien from a monk, um, which would have been sweet. What's his name? Um, What's the monk's name? Brother Jude, Pe- brother Jude Peterson. That's pretty cool. Not, I yeah. was imagining something better, but that's okay. But yeah, I mean, he had, he had, he had, his name? <laughs> he had his enough name. of a beard to make it seem legit. <laughs> I was imagining a better name. That's wow. an incredible class. Wow. But alas, yeah, but no, so it's just too bad the, the teacher has a terrible name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, continue, Jake. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I was, I'm rereading the Silmarillion right now, and I forgot like how enriching that is for the rest of the series and how um, foundational it is and like makes everything else mean so much more. So if you haven't read the Silmarillion, once you get done, you need to at least get an idea of like the mythology of Middle Earth because it – it makes the rest, it just makes the series so much more enlightened and deeper. So, so what uh, is the Cimmerillion? Is it a, it's not like a prequel or anything? What, what is it? A, it is like, it is a prequel technically, but imagine like the book of Genesis for Middle Earth. Oh, um, wow. Just like well, a creation. It's the, it's the whole the, Old Testament because you have the creation, yeah. you have. And then you the have history. the expansion. Yeah, it's, it's, it reads a lot like, um, well, each chapter is pretty much self-contained, but it, you have, if you read them together, then they mm-hmm. add up to form the entire, what's called like the first stage. Something takes place in the third age. So the whole mm-hmm. first stage is contained in this yeah. wild Silmarillion. High on my recommendations list for anyone who uh, has trouble making friends, um, maybe in a town uh, by themselves, you know. <laughs> real quick for the for the listeners uh y'all aren't included in our zoom but when i when i logged in on the zoom meeting uh you know we got brian sam my name on zoom is alec molly one nate is nate hoffman and and jacob's name though is can you tell the listeners what your name has been been retoken yeah it's uh it's how son of hama <laughs> who uh who was about to get absolutely massacred by some urukai and helms deep but do we do we that was a huge flaw <laughs> of the movie we never see we see him i think throw a rock down during the battle of helms deep. i think i, I remember, remember that because he's so pale with the white hair yeah yeah which I, th- then again like all the farmers from rohan really were kind of scrawny yeah um, yeah they, they had John the really camp-esque may i they've seen they too, the too many winters or too few <laughs> or too few or few <laughs> some too many <laughs> that was great right. but I, I appreciate what is what is what is eric going to say he says uh there is always something hope. terrible yeah <laughs> probably Some, something so douchey probably you, you would expect life. him to just this is a good sword and then he'll take the sword because yeah i need the sword more i need the sword yeah yeah that's great I'm not fooling anybody uh-uh. make me yeah, a sandwich. Here, here's andrew i'll take this one <laughs> flame of the west yeah, flame of the west more like the lame of the West. Ooh, nah, ooh. Um, dang. Nice. Got him. Had a baby. Now. Um, <laughs> sweet. Cool. Get us, All right. Get us going so here. We uh, we've had for about four podcasts worth of me and Alec talking about our, our love for the Lord of the Rings. So if you're interested at all, there's uh, plenty of content online, but so let's move on fellas. Uh, just in terms of ranking these, these locations, we've talked so much about middle earth Um and even talked a little about what it would be like to live there. Uh, Brian, you mentioned Harry Potter earlier. It's another one of those immersive fantasy worlds. Um, 
where do you guys think would be the best fantasy world to dive into full time? I'm talking Harry Potter, Narnia, Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, any of these types of immersive worlds that uh, <laughs> that we see. Why would you want to be in the Matrix? <laughs> because yeah. the Ma- I mean, Matrix, you can make a case like just hey, we are in matters, the Matrix. Everything is oh ooh. Ooh, wow. Bright dog, what what do you think? Where, where you want to be a wizard? You want to be a hobbit? Uh, a Jedi? A Jedi? You want to be in the Hunger yeah. Games? Hot take on that later, but oh, I think Middle Earth is easily the manliest setting when you talk about yeah. just living off the land, hunting orcs, pride in your race or nationality or lineage, and how all that how much that means. You can just see it and read it. Um, I think that that'd be that'd be pretty dope. Uh, so living in Middle Earth, I think that'd be tough to beat. Um, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to be a wizard, but you're still in you're still in London or in Britain or whatever. So that sucks. Uh, well, that sucks. I think it'd be I think it'd be cool to be a Jedi, travel the galaxy, but um, I, so I think just uh, so many celibacy. Most Jedi. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be a Jedi. Do you think that Aragorn has any midichlorians in him, Tim? Oh, that was a, a just question, my liege. Nice. <laughs> Unanswerable. I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, so I think, I think Middle Earth has got, is, is, is probably takes the cake for me. Wow. Yeah, I think the, the deal oh. breaker is the Shire. It's like, I don't know, when you read con- the chapter concerning hobbits, like it just makes the Shire the most desirable place ever to set foot in. Cause I mean, the Hobbits just feel so connected to the place that they're from. Um, Like they fit so naturally into the setting and it just makes you want to shrink down like two foot and get hairy toes and just like stick your hands into the ground. And (laughs) this is a very interesting way of describing a Hobbit experience. How would you describe a Hobbit? I don't know. I didn't think about just sticking your hands in the ground. That was perfect. (laughs) Tolkien could not have said it better himself. <laughs> they're they're of the Shire. They're they're entrenched in in the in the land. Brian, you you made a case for the nationalism of Middle Earth. I which I had I, not I, thought I, of that. I hadn't heard before. That is um, really cool. In in the good sense of just having pride in in being from Rohan or from Gondor, I think that's pretty cool. And then you know Tolkien dives into when it can be not so cool too. Um, but yeah, I think we're lacking that in a big way these days. Who, which, uh, which country takes home the Summer Olympics in Middle Earth? It's the elves. It's, it's got to be. It's, it's Rivendell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're, not you're even right. close. But could you see, you know, Gondor something Next. Rigging, rigging the games like the the Russians, you know, and during the Cold War era? I I could see some crap like that. That'd be great. I hope wow. they throw that on the uh, Amazon Prime series. Some uh, some Olympic games. Gondor as the Russians. Yeah. Gosh. Who would the Shire be? Because they're getting oh, dominated. They'd be like, what? Shire's like, like, like Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. Bangladesh. <laughs> they're just happy to have one guy there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Distance runner. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Say, what do you the think? Dorf, the dwarfs could win shot put. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very dense. Sam, where you got? Where are you uh, at? You know, I couldn't disagree with both of you more. So, Sam, you go ahead. So, I, I would cho- I would choose Middle Earth, um, but specifically in Middle Earth, you know, growing up, you always, um, especially you know, growing up with with only having the films and before reading the books, you know, 
everyone wants to retire or just spend their whole life in Rivendell. Uh, you know, it's kind of the picture is painted where it's, I mean, you know, with Bilbo is it's a lifelong vacation. Yeah. Uh, but after reading the books, Rohan, Edoras is where I'd want to be. Yeah. Oh, the horse lords. The horse really? lords. And uh, I'll, I'll bring that up uh, later on in the pod, in the today's pod, but uh, of, of the reason why. But uh, yeah, I would definitely choose uh, Rohan. To win the Olympics? To win the Olympics? Oh, I thought this was to no, live. No, no, no. Where, where are you living? Where are you living? Where are you living? Y'all yeah. are freaking nuts, though. I'm, I'm, I'm so – I could not disagree with you more. I don't want to live in Middle Earth, just have scary orcs running around all the time trying to dominate Where would you us. live, Al? Is this post-ring Middle Earth or pre – or during the, the ring's reign? It, it don't matter. I say post. Post? All right, but still, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I would choose Hogwarts any day. Yeah, we're in Britain somewhere. What? Freaking cool part of Britain. It's obviously beautiful. I'm going to be a cold. Wizard. I'm going to turn you all into – Eat, I'm gonna have you eating slugs every day. It's gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm living that life. I'm choosing that life every day. So eat what's slugs, better, Mally. What's better about having <laughs> Death Eaters and uh, Dementors flying around? It's than post. Or- and, it's post. He must not be named. And it's post. Would you rather life. face Voldemort or or Sauron? Oh, that's Ooh. a great question. Sar, Voldemort couldn't even take over a school. I mean, Sauron <laughs> had half the, half the world. <laughs> Hey, where do you stand on this? You know, it would be dope to be to be magic. I, I, I think about that all the time. Mostly when I'm in a chair and there's something in the room that I desire. Um, that is when I most wish. I still to this day put my hand like this. I guess that's more Jedi stuff, but just wishing I, I didn't have Accio. to get up to go get the thing. I hear you yeah. say Accio re- remote or beer constantly. I do that all the time. Would you rather... <laughs> Would you rather have to get through the Chamber of Secrets with a basilisk or up, up, up the stairs? <laughs> Those are so scary. She loves I'm lair. so scared of heights. That stair- staircase she loves is lair is, I, I that would, stairs I wild. hate snake. Or I hate snakes and I hate spiders. I don't know which one I hate. Well, it's, yeah, it's archetypal. That's why they were chosen for those characters. Yeah, it's, it's really brilliant. If I've got um, the phoenix with me, I'm 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 going down to the Chamber of Secrets first. Though. What if you have Sam with you? Fox. But do you think the Phoenix would not defeat Shelob? Oh, oh, that's man. This is really fun. I can't wait to see this played out in real life someday. You think it's gonna, gonna, gonna be? Great. You're gonna be waiting a while. Post COVID, maybe start working <laughs> on those copyrights. Yeah, we got got to get out of this quarantine. Then we yeah, can get then the maybe they'll have something. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'd be sweet to be. If, if I could actually be magic, I would live at Hogwarts, but the Shire life is, is the good life. And that's, we've talked about it many times. That's why Tolkien wrote it the way he wrote it, because he loved home so much, uh, his home in England, and he wanted to create these Oh, characters. England. Yeah. We're talking about England again. Hogwarts. Gosh, you guys are stupid. Only good thing to come out of England. Well, yeah. Yeah. Two things. David yeah. America. America came out of England. What'd you say, Jake? David <laughs> Beckham's butt. butt. Speaking of hot guys, probably too. Hot guy. We were still waiting on David Beckham's people to get back to us. About yeah, yeah, many emails. Sam, you have been to Middle Earth on Earth. Uh, you went to New Zealand last year. What was that like? Uh, unbelievable. Um, I really, truly think about it every day. It was such a beautiful spiritual incredible experience and um actually this uh, this i was going to wait for this question to explain my uh, my answer of living in rohan so 
um, about a little past halfway through the trip, um, my sister and I, Michelle, took, we went horseback riding and um, had a great time. I actually galloped on a horse, which at first hurt, but then, because uh, I've never done it, but it's <laughs> got it's used chafe, to it. Chafin Central. Yeah. Also, my horse's name was Tommy. So, <laughs> Tommy Rafter, if you're listening to this. <laughs> you think, you think, what are the odds Tommy ever listens to the High Guys Cry 2? Well, we got to send it to him. So, yeah, you're Tommy, absolutely right. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, evangelize. Timestamp. I've got one up on you. <laughs> evangelize. But, uh, but anyway, and then I, I got back to um, the States and I was looking at, you know, all the different filming locations that Peter Jackson chose. And obviously almost all of them were in New Zealand. Um, most of them were on the North Island, which uh, I, I visited uh, only the South, but um, the place where I rode the horse, uh, there was a short filming, it was, it was a filming location of Adaras which is the land of the horse lords um, oh. that Tolkien created. And uh, it was just, wow. And I didn't know that going into it. So uh, just such a beautiful, I mean, it's, it's like you're on a different planet. Um, wow. Really a great place. If you ever have $4,000, go to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on that stimulus check. For, for ever in your life. Yeah. If ever that in your life. That is one of the mirrors, unless my eyes are cheated by some spell. My eyes were not but my uh, bank account was. Um. <laughs> that is dope, dude. That, I know. I was when, when you came back, I just felt like every time I talked to you, 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 you and Michelle both, uh, Sam's sister, would constantly reiterate like, what a spiritual experience it was, which I think yeah. is so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Very spiritual. Yeah. What's like, I mean, going to the Rockies sometimes is, is mind-blowing. I, I remember very well one time when we were driving all, all of us through the Rockies and we, we ran out of the van that Hank took us to the top of that mountain. I remember Jake just fell on his knees and just stuck <laughs> his hands up in the air. Do y'all remember that? I, yeah. I just imagine constantly doing that there in, uh, in New Zealand. I, I can't wait to go. I just remember the deer that stuck their heads inside the van. Oh, that was yeah. great yeah. Picture. wild. Great picture. I, I forgot about that. That was like oh, night yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? And we like were racing to beat the sunset so we didn't yeah. die. On, so the mountain didn't come down on us. <laughs> yes. Trying to bring down the mountain. Just that was amazing. Good you beat me. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I think it's a, a bucket list item on, of all of ours to get to uh, New Zealand one of these days any anyone have plans to to make it there alec you trying to make it a second honeymoon oh baby maybe post dental school i have a lot of i have a long list of things to do post dental school buy a new pair a uh, new set of clubs buy a new car buy a new house in that order Zealand. Yes. i knew what uh oh no <laughs> <laughs> nice right nice uh no i i would love to go i i, I can totally see like a big crew of us in our 40s or 50s just just like yeah. saving up and like let's let's have to do it that's what emily and i were talking about uh when we would go because she definitely would be game to go to new zealand yeah but, but Brian, at this point not no girls allowed no girls it's just fun. true no girls just fun no mm -hmm. saying no no saying stop get the women but, and children out get them <laughs> out it, <laughs> but definitely i think once the kids well, we just have one right now. But once they go up to college, Ooh. you know, 40s or 50s, 
Is this Definitely. how you're going to announce to everyone Emily's pregnant again? Because that would be wild. It is not. not. It is. Oh, Dang it. We should have been this, pregnant. This would have been, been amazing. Yeah. Brian, quick, we'll give you 10 minutes and then get back to it. <laughs> All right. I'll be right back. Zoning out. See you in two. <laughs> oh my Ten? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> give me two. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that was good. But no, okay, I think so. – uh, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely around 40 or 50s once the kids are grown. Like the 2040s? Yeah. Well, yeah. 49, let's go. 2049, let's go. 2049, let's go. are running for president. It'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if go we on film. Our 111st birthday. Uh, can we film Fight Night in New Zealand? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's get, on the table. Get Luke Peters' equipment out there. <laughs> We'd have to film everything upside down because it's in the Southern Hemisphere. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet, my friends. <laughs> We've got we... – <laughs> Should we end there? We've got a long list. <laughs> I think the lesson of all of this was uh, was save a horse, ride a Tommy. Sam, that was that was great. I hope, yeah, I, hope Dude, I think when story. when she told me, she's like, "All right, this is this is Tommy. You know, he's a little, he's pretty spirited." I was like, "I oh, I already know." <laughs> I already know. What was your face? Were you just like, oh? <laughs> I think I I think I bit my lip. Nice. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my it's God. A, it's about time. It's about Tommy. Um, nice. Excellent. All right, friends. Let's, uh, we've, got, we've, we've put together this long list of uh, hypothetical questions that I, I want to dive into. Now, before I read this first one off, I want to make note that everyone had a chance to change this question. Um, I think Alec wrote this, but would I'm the dwarves actually – Oh, wait, the no, dwarves, not this one. Not this let's one. go this the one first. One. Would the dwarves actually be good fighters? Aren't they just strong midgets? I feel like I'm reading a listener email and I'm on a, some like Dave Letterman's talk show. <laughs> Haven't, if, you, <laughs> if you've seen The Hobbit, that answers the question. Like the way they like function as one with yeah. their shields. Yeah. They're, they're also doing fighters. dishes. They're also what, Nate? When they clean. <laughs> An army they of one. Chant together. Yeah. I, and I, what, what would make strong midgets bad fighters? I feel like that would be the scariest type of midget to come across. <laughs> I, hope we our, uh, I hope we don't like, get any hate mail from this. It was just a thought. I don't know. I'm just curious, yeah, but, you know. I'm big of ginormous people, you know. Like Eric Dornaman scares the crap out of me. I feel like he's going to fall over. Now, admi- imagine Eric Dornaman compressed down into like <laughs> a can of tuna and just waiting Eric, to explode on you. Wow. That's a dwarf. Ant-Man. That's, wow. That is they're a dwarf. They're meant to be that size. They're like us. They're fully functional. You know, they're not like wobbling around, like going a mile an hour. They're All right. Like right. It was a bad, maybe, maybe a bad, horrible thought. Maybe a bad question. I don't their know. Center, their curious. center of gravity is lower too, Alec. Yeah. Yeah. Ever think about physics. that? It's like physics. a Tesla. I mean, yeah. It's like a Tesla. I don't know enough about Teslas to understand. I, I drove a Tesla yesterday. It was unbelievable. No way. Yes. The batteries, yes. the batteries are low to the ground. Yes. Center, so apparently they have a really tough time getting like a good safety rating because they're so difficult to flip that the standard like flip procedures, I guess they do, don't work on them. Just like a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> that, exactly like a dwarf. <laughs> I see why, right. see why you yeah. I'm, I'm you're absolutely right I'm, i've been convinced i'm satisfied with the answer to this question we can move on to the next one all right the tesla next of middle earth mm-hmm. um, 
If you could insert one Kanye West, Rolling Stones, or Taylor Swift song into the trilogy, what song and where would it be? I'm very happy. I, I'm proud of this question. I think this was this yeah. was good. Would so, y'all agree? Okay. When yes, I, when I read this question. outline, um, great question. Sam, you go first here. When I read this outline, this was the first question I wanted to answer. And um, mine would, would definitely be uh, Kanye West, obviously. Um, at the moment when Aragorn returns to Rohan uh, to talk to Thaden, you know, and he's, he's all beaten to, up. He, he uh, just, to Helm's Deep. And he slams yes, I'm sorry, to, to Helm's Deep, yeah. And he slams open the doors. Um, it's from the album Graduation. Uh, that did go gold in a day uh, to our listeners. Um, yeah, just like this podcast. Yes, and uh, it's from the song Barry Bonds, where he says, fresh off the plane, konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> Dude, fresh off the plane, konnichiwa, bitches. Turn around another plane, my passport on pivot. That's oh, nice. I'll get, I'll get a clip of it, I promise. Yeah, that's okay. good. Imagine this. Great pick, Sam. Great pick. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, Jakers, you got it. So just climbed up and the beacons get lift lit you know and it goes into the montage of like all the mountains and all the beacons and right as the first beacon is lit in Minas Tirith all of the lights Kanye oh. West oh. Yeah. nice that's good all of the lights Great answer. All right. It's a great answer. <laughs> That's genius. I, I'd watch that. I would. Yep. I'm, I'm in. I'm in all in. <clears throat> so, I also went with Kanye West. Wow. I think at the point where Aragorn is meeting the army of the dead, and he meets swords, and obviously because he has the sword, the flame of the West, uh, he has control over the army, and at that point, start the music of expletive in Paris. That line I'm, I'm was broken. That song. It's been remade. That is good. That, that beat was broken. This that is beat. good stuff. Fight for me and I will hold your own fulfilled. This is good stuff. That's great. Nate, what do you got? I got a, I have a Kanye song as well. Shoot, I actually, I, I, I have a Taylor and a Stone song. So y'all, you okay, go. Perfect. So, so in the Fellowship of the Ring, there's this amazing moment when the, the Fellowship is finally together and they are start walking and they crest the hill. And it's where the Howard Shore score like is just swelling. It's the, the famous. Yeah, exactly. Well done, Al. But instead of that famous and award-winning score, how about Can't Tell Me Nothing by Kanye West <laughs> yeah. as, they're, as they're going over the hill? I think <laughs> like, Just like in be, The Hangover? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly like in The Hangover. It would be perfect. La, 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 wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. Uh. These are brilliant. I'm so happy y'all all four picked Kanye because I didn't. This is great. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So initially, this was my first off. Boom, right away. I thought of this question. 
I wanted my favorite Stones song, which Sam plays every time I walk into Rockabilly Deli. Beast of Burden comes on. Imagine Beast of Burden going on as Sam, right after he tells Frodo, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. He's walking up Mordor listening to Beast of Burden. But I thought, you know what? It's too beautiful of a moment. I really can't do that. So I thought to myself, okay, let's go back to a few scenes before that. Frodo tells Sam to go home. He says, Sam, go home. And Sam, he's crying all this stuff. And All Too Well by Taylor Swift comes on. Everyone in the theater would be just bawling their eyes out. It would be so sad because he knew it all too well. Dancing in the refrigerator life yeah. would be beautiful. I went with the sadder moment. I'm sorry. Teardrops on you know, my Lorian. <laughs> I, I, I think those are worthy picks. I think the Kanye picks stand out a little bit above. above all right. That's rest. all right. I, I just think differently than y'all. You're different. And I, I wonder how much we would – we wouldn't even have to pay anyone. We would just have to, like, take one YouTube lesson in, um, like – What's Photoshop for music? We could figure um, this out in a day. We could make this happen. Once we figure out what it's called. <laughs> What's YouTube in a day? Once we figure out what it's called, I think we can get it pretty quick. So y'all, I don't know if y'all listened to the last pod. Uh, I showed Nate this, and I, I hate the moment when Orlando, when uh, Legolas goes a diversion. A diversion. <laughs> there's, a, there's a youtube video i was trying to put this clip in the last podcast and it's just titled legolas gets it yeah <laughs> and it just goes a diversion and then it just clips in and there's this absurd music everyone starts freaking out like <laughs> so funny I did, Al, once I started thinking about it, I rewatched, I rewatched this scene, and it is pretty stupid. It's oh, a really man. dumb thing to That's say. It's so stupid. It's horrible he dialogue. He looked so proud that he, that he discovered that he figured the, it out. He yeah. created the word, word to name this. <laughs> He's oh, like, man. I just love, I love the title of the videos. Oh, I get it. Legolas gets it. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Everyone, well, everyone check it out. I'll include it in the show notes. A diversion. <laughs> so, all right. So, I think what we've determined here is that we we would be better at uh, scoring a movie. Yeah, yeah. Than than many of the film today. Um, all right. Next up, we've got uh, another question. Select three members of the fellowship to enter the Garden Plain Fourth of July basketball tournament. So, uh, this is a three on three tournament out in middle of nowhere, Garden Plain, Kansas. Best Fourth of July celebration I've ever been to. Turtle races. They got it all out there. But who would you – who you got? Um, Brian famously is a um, professional basketball player. Did you ever go pro, Brian? Is, uh, we got a, we got a baby crying in the background somewhere. <laughs> You're fine, Brian. I'll take care of it. I'll that's take me. care of it. <laughs> we got that's, Dom, that's Dominic. Is that Dominic? He did the yeah. same thing in, um, in the NCAA tournament. I just love how Brian goes, I'll take care of it. <laughs> is, he, is he taking care of Jake's kid? <laughs> uh, all right brian who you moment. got uh three members of the fellowship to enter the garden plane fourth of july basketball tournament who are you taking uh at swing man and team captain aragorn mm. at center i've got gandalf oh at point and shooting guard i have legolas and i have boromir as a backup just in case someone gets hurt 
Oh, I didn't so, pick a backup. Shoot. Nice picks, Brian. Nice picks. So anybody besides the four foot two people? Right. <laughs> you know, contrary to popular belief, they are not advantageous in the game of basketball. Mm, mm. That's, I was maybe thinking that along my, my dwarf question, more so basketball fights. I don't know. Just, <laughs> yeah, good point. Did anyone, so <laughs> did anyone pick a, a hobbit for this question? No, Why would you? Not. Well, I got Mary. I, I picked Mary. What? Why? I Explain think yourself. Are you, out, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> I, think, I think he's a really good athlete, and I think he spreads the court out in a way that you need. You don't, you don't want three bigs clogging the lane in this three-on-three Based tournament. on so, what? Based on what would Mary spread the floor? I think he's got – I think he gets wet from deep. Do you think he's the most athletic of the four hobbits? Definitely. For sure. Fred is old, Sam's yeah. fat, Pippin's a child. Um, yeah, I think it's Wow, that was easy Mary. for you. Easy yeah. answer. Sam's fat. So, so I, <laughs> Bormir and Aragorn. Hanging uh, <laughs> in the lane, and I got Mary uh, spreading the game. I am uh, maybe make some interesting cuts, being a Russ Westbrook type of guy. Cool you know, isn't isn't Mary the tallest Hobbit because he drank the Entwater? Oh yes, in the extended version, That's true. she sure Hero. did. Nice, good. So, Deep I mean, he's a big boy. Maybe not as short as we all think. Yes, you're right. I don't know what's going on in Jake's Ooh. video here, but it looks wild. Oh, he's got a blank. dessert, kid. Oh, okay. We're good. I I moved so I wouldn't disturb the water. <laughs> Oh, you're good. That is my that is my son sleeping. Nice. All right, Sam. Sam, who you got? Right, let's let's hear some more lineups. Um, I've got uh, Legolas at point. You know, very very agile. Um, he 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 can play all day. He he's never gonna get tired. Um, I got Boromir down low. You know, he's he's uh he's from Gondor. He's broad. He's strong. You know, he's. He's trudging through the snow. Um, Dennis Rodman type, for he's, sure. He's going to throw some boats, <laughs> and he's, he's going to be the chairman of the boards, as uh, Bob Peck would say. Um, mm. You know, and then I, I, I'll have to go with Gandalf because I'm not putting Aragorn on uh, my basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> he's bad for the camaraderie. Good I'm not, call. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Good call. All right, Jakers. Well, you automatically eliminate four hobbits, and then Gandalf is old. Even if he's tall, he's old. Yeah, he's going to get winded real so, quick. I agree. So there's no doubt in my mind. And Gimli is two foot tall. So it's Boromir, Aragorn, and Legolas. And you're putting Boromir at the power forward. He's working some dudes down. Mm. He's, he's dishing it out while Aragorn cuts. And Legolas sets up on the wing for the elbow jumper. I mean, it's easy. It's basic. There's no other answer. Yeah, I, I agree with Jake. Okay, however, I got Legolas at point, Aragorn. If we extend this just briefly, just barely outside of the Fellowship and people who have met the Fellowship as well, can I – I'm, I'm going to throw the real Dennis Rodman from the, the trilogy in, the, the scary-ass Urukai, Urukai, the guy who uh, kills Boromir. He would be a great basketball player. Could you imagine him in the lane? 
Just just think about him with the basketball. Playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine any of these people playing basketball. That's true. That's true. Jake, you, you have the you have the perfect correct answer. Um, I'm just gonna throw the idea of him in there though. I think it'd be fun. You you, you really expanded from fellowship to the entire world of middle earth. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, interesting. Interesting. You know, I, I got some, some anti legless is something in me he just doesn't want, doesn't want to put legless on a basketball team. I think he'd get distracted. He could create so a diversion. <laughs> a what? A diversion. A, di- a diversion. <laughs> a diversion. All right. All right. Moving on. We got the uh, next question up. This is another um, fantasy world that nobody uh, selected for, to, to live in, probably for good reason. Who wins the Lord of the Rings Hunger Games? We throw them all into um, uh, whatever you call that, the, the, the bubble, the Orlando bubble. Uh, one man uh, walks out alive. Who's walking out alive? I'm really Gollum. excited to hear some answers here. Jakers, you go first. I have Gollum. Nice. <laughs> wow, That's a great answer. Good pick. That's a good great pick. answer. I did yeah. not even consider him. Wow. Why Gollum? Why Gollum? Well, because he hides in the trees for months on end until there's only one left, and then he sneaks up on them in the night. And then it's over. Oh, that's great. Okay, I actually, I'm going to go next because I have a similar answer. Mine's Treebeard. Think about how old Treebeard is. He's thousands of years old. He could easily hide and disguise himself. I don't think anyone, unless the whole, I mean, what are there, 24 contestants? I don't think unless all 23 other contestants attack him at once, he's getting brought down. I mean, you light him on fire, he's just going to step on you. I don't think Treebeard ever, ever dies either. He'd, he'd be real tough to take down. If you, light him on fire, if you light him on fire, he'll just break the dam and dip his head in the water. Mm-hmm. Right. You're damn right. Classic tree beard. You get that because of the dam? Yeah. 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 We Release the river. Those are answers outside of the box. I was not expecting those two, uh, but both both really good. Sam and Bri, who you got? I, uh, I also had Gollum. I think, yeah. You, you're not going to find him, and he's – He's shifting, and yeah, he's just gonna sneak up behind you and and kill you. He's, he's done it for how long? That's his game. He Gollum has the, he's a he's a survivor. The only he's thing survived. with Gollum yeah, exactly. though is I feel like you could smell him from a while, from a from a mile away. Remember Sam always like, oh, what is that stench? I feel like bulk away. Stinker. Stinker. Um, you know, I I didn't give this question much thought. You know, and I was just gonna do the lame answer of. Um, you know, Gandalf, him being uh, probably the most powerful. But uh, Jake and Bri, you really – you got me going with Gollum. And Al, no. Well, you didn't say no, Gollum, dude. No true beer. Love. Um, I, I really love the answer, Gollum. I love that answer. Um, He's willing to do what's necessary. I mean, look at who is, who is the uh, – who is the, the little girl who would just hide in the trees and she lasted really long, right? Rue, I believe. Her and name then was. she yeah. died. She got, then, she got a yeah. knife to the heart. Because she trusted. Yeah, she was weak. Because she trusted uh, J Law, which is a mistake Gollum would never make. It's a mistake we've all made in the past, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> Gollum, Gollum's good. A great answer. I think he probably would survive. I, I think what if what if I threw out Gandalf for the reason of apparently he just can't die, um, so if you kill him, he just comes right back even stronger than before. 
that's a reason, reasonable reason, I'd say. But um, other than that, I think get, uh, Gollum, and then you got you got to give some love to Eris Huntsman. Uh, this in this age of the world, as Gandalf calls him, so he he would last a while, uh, I reckon. If I was a reckoning man. All right, next question. Do you think that Merry Pippin would come back uh, and live the way Tolkien writes it? Uh, where are they five years after the ring is destroyed? So this is a little spoiler for uh, um, Sam and Bri, who who haven't finished the books. This part really isn't in the movies, but in in uh, the end of the Lord of the uh, Return of the King, Merry and Pippin uh, get back to the Shire. They lead a rebellion. They become essentially the leader of the Shire and the leader of the House of the Brandy Bucks, um, and they live incredible lives like they're the most powerful dudes in their little country for many many years um and sam is too sam is like the mayor of uh hobbiton for a long time but so what do we think happens uh what do you guys think would really happen to mary pippin when they come back al you you uh you got you got a hot take on this i got a real hot take on this okay i've i've been on a real hot streak of Fast and Furious movies lately. Have y'all ever seen – how many of the Fast and Furious have y'all seen? Zero. Two. I think all, all uh, 13 of them. That amazing, yeah. Brian. All right. I'm with you, Brian. <laughs> Fast and Furious movies are better than people think. And I, um, if you haven't watched any of them, you should check out the first one, then the second one, then the fifth one, then the sixth and seventh one. Okay, those five. But Fast and Please. Furious 5 is, is really awesome. It's actually a really great movie, great action movie. Bill Simmons claims it's the greatest action movie of this century, which is I, I would highly disagree. Uh. There are these two characters who help them steal a bunch of money, and they, they're just these, like, Mary and Pippin-esque figures, in, in my opinion. They're these guys who just kind of have they're, – they're little henchmen. And at the end of the movie, spoiler – they take their million dollars and each of them, one throws it on black and one throws it on red and roulette. This is what I see Mary Pippin do it. They, they go back with their, their, all of their money. They're for like three months, you know, they're living as um, you know, standard, great, hob, great hobbits. Hobbits are doing really well. They're really happy. They're excited to be back. But then they look around and realize they have all this gold, all this wealth, and they're ready to throw some parties. They're ready to, to host people constantly beers go pints galore all over the place. I think they're like, I think they're Allen Iverson within a year, just dead broke, use up all their money wasted constantly. I, I don't think Mary and Pippin come back and, and live as the as upstanding hobbits that Tolkien writes. My the hot Gatsby's take. of the Shire. Wow. Yes. Yes. He's the the Shire Gatsby. end up dead. Whoa. Haven't finished it yet. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jakers. Terrible I was just saying, if, if Tolkien wrote it, it's gospel, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like there's a reason for it. I don't know. I don't like the end of the books. I don't ever look forward to that part. But I'm still trying to figure out. I get why you would ask the question, because it doesn't seem to fit naturally with their characters. Uh, I love the end of the books. I think it's a perfect way for these two to come back because the other thing you don't get, and you do get it in the movies, is that most of the hobbits suck. Like, they are pretty racist. They're very xenophobic, xenophobic, excuse me. Um, and and they don't get out. They're, they're very stuck in their ways. And they live in this amazing country. They seem like they're unhappy, except for these four that we meet. 
they're um and then not only that they start off better than the rest of the hobbits and then they have these great adventures learn a ton they grow six inches they you know get cool clothes they learn cool stuff from their friends I think they'd be ballers when they get back. So they're just pompous a-holes when they get back, man. Well, Throwing yeah, their money around, all this stuff. Oh, yeah, no that's so, that supports Alex's theory. Thank you, Nate. You know, I if they're the most it. popular bros in the Shire. Um, by the way, and, and I couldn't support or I couldn't give much uh, thought on this. Is the rest of the Shire, are, are they aware that these hobbits helped just save all of creation? <laughs> They have they no just, idea. They have no idea, which I think is yeah. really funny. Okay, so, yeah. So, so they just come imagine back. Mary and Pippin come back, and they're telling everyone. They're like costly. I see yeah, but, but like before they left, you know, Mary and Pippin were like the biggest ding-dongs <laughs> in all the land. Now they're just rich ding-dongs. And so now they're like, the, like them being, you know, the mayors or the, you know, top dogs seems hard to believe that they could uh, – they could convince well, people to elect them in these positions. I, I think that rich ding-dongs rule the world. Uh, just, I mean, take a look. Take a look at it. Take a look around, you know. Beyonce so. would have something to say about that. But. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Maybe charging the lines of Mordor would change a man. That's that's my only that's the only thing that holds me back on my take, but that's all right. We we can move on. We can we can agree to disagree. Um, I I still hold strong to that statement though. Well, all right. Disagree. Uh, move to the awards. Uh, let's go to the most valuable orc of the movies. Um, any any nominations before I read off our list here? Favorite orc or most valuable? Know, most valuable orc. Very different. Mm, most valuable orc. MVO. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we? Why, why don't we read the nominations first, and then we'll see if we need to add any here. All right. We got the scary Yurukai. From the fellowship who kill, kills Bormer, Alex pick for a good basketball player. The Ugluk. Yep, Ugluk uh, is his name. Yeah. Oh baby, uh, thank you, Sam. That was um, Jake. Mar- oh, the, Jake. Sorry, uh, <laughs> my bad. The dude at the end of uh, the two towers um, who runs with the lighter into the Helm's Deep and blows up up the bomb. Bring him down, Legolas! Bring him down! Yeah, what Marshall. a letdown, Legolas! Marshall, yeah. like Legolas's moment. Yeah, yes. one thing to do. Bring you you down, could you right? could hit a sparrow's eye at fifty yards and pitch black, but you can't. Well, bring he down. did hit him twice. He brought down the Nazgul. Yeah, the he armor hit was weak at the neck and the and the head, and he didn't even remember that. He I recall that the way. orc not wearing a shirt or any torso mm-hmm. armor. It was a naked orc. That's yeah. a hot guy. He's a hot guy. <laughs> Added to the list. Pretty hot, dude. Um, okay, the the other uh, notable orcs, the one from Return of the King, who commands the legions of Mordor. Alec thinks he looks like one of the bad coaches in uh, Remember the Titans, but he doesn't have an eye. <laughs> Remember this guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. The I commander. always thought I always commander thought him and one of the racist coaches that they play against for the time were the same guy, but they were not. <laughs> what an insult to that man! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are top three. Any others that we're forgetting? Yeah, well, well, you should throw the uh, the Urukai who said, "Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys." He's just wanting uh, to feed his men. Yeah, I mean, we just throw him care, on there. Cares about his dudes. Yeah. Exactly. He's an important man. I mean, my favorite is the one that yells catapults. <laughs> it's just his facial expression. He just feels so human. He feels yeah. so relatable in he that does. moment. Also, coolest helmet and uh, coolest helmet for sure in all of Lord of the Rings. Or the one that uh, the orc mm. that 
like tears into that dude's neck in Minas Tirith, like bites the guy in the neck, you know, oh, when they're like yeah. pillaging the first level. That scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, that was that was a scene. Nothing's right, more ba than than first being born or birthed out of the earth, than just that immediately one. choking out another orc. That was <laughs> <laughs> let's wow. Let's, okay, that's let's it. Let's throw him yep. on there for sure. Yes, that orc for sure. Yeah, and least valuable orc is the orc who just dies, like doing his job in, in the eyes of bear. <laughs> helping birth other orcs poor guy oh man i never thought of there, that man. that's a good take the, there are a lot of least valuable orcs uh yeah. in the two idiot scouts who go up ahead of everybody and get killed early in, in two oh. towers uh-huh. um and all the the orcs it's that let frodo it's a scout um yeah they let frodo and sam basically Whatever happened in, in Mordor, right when they get to Mordor and Frodo's surrounded by a thousand orcs and they all kill each other, all of those orcs are the least valuable orcs. Yes, yes. So, so <laughs> dumb. So dumb. So funny. All right, but we're talking about most valuable. So my vote, my vote's got to be the Urukai from the begin, the end of Fellowship. This guy, unbelievably scary, great fighter. Just kind of a showboat is his only uh, flaw, I think. Yeah. So, Very pragmatic with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. actually, a cool story uh, that my good friend Kellen told me um, in that fight scene when he fights Aragorn um, and he throws Aragorn's dagger at him, you know, and Aragorn deflects it. That was unscripted. Uh, really? Vigo Mortensen actually did that. Yeah. That is so, so freaking cool. So the that, script. That piece was... of information might right there have convinced me of Hottest Guy, but I'm not sure. Well, you're looking at Vigo Mortensen then, not Ah, uh, that's true. But yeah, I guess what was supposed to happen there was the orc was supposed to, or the Urukai, Uglok, thank you, Jake, um, take the dagger out and just kind of throw it in the woods. But his, um, like the, the mask for his makeup was covering his eyes. So he just threw it in a random direction right at Aragorn. And uh, yeah, that, that deflection was uh, unscripted. That orc is basically Nick Jackson in both physique and personality. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest, strongest orc on the field. Oh, that's so funny. True words. True words. Uh, Nick Jackson's our friend of ours who looks like the marshmallow at the end of Ghostbusters. (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Bri, who you got as MBO? I I think it's got to be the same. you know, he's proficient with the bow, takes down Bormir. Uh, it, is he one and the same with the guy, the, the Urukai who kills the orc oh, when he's first birth? I think I, he is. I think he is. I, I think you're right. It, yeah. That, that was my interpretation. So it's got to be him. Hmm. 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 Wow. I, I, don't, I mean, I think that's the obvious answer. But I guess but. I'll, go, I'll go outside the lines. And do you remember the, uh, like, during the charge of the Rohirrim? It like zo- kind of zooms in on one orc shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah, and, and you can and he, tell that he just nailed some. He knows. He opens up his <laughs> mouth like, oh. like he yeah, just, just take a sip of whiskey. Like he's something. like staring at his arrow, like just <laughs> waiting as it like drills the dude in a chest. You know he hits. Um, the confidence, yeah. Yeah, so maybe a wild card pick, but just yeah. to get outside the mainstream, I'm gonna go with that orc. Uh, that's, that's great. Great. Um, great. That's great. I think there's something to be said for Marshawn Lynch orc uh, because he does bring down solo that that whole wall, you know, and talking about value. 
well, <laughs> how can fire undo stone? Well, he, he'll, he'll tell us what he did it. can do, you know? Yeah, I think Marshawn Lynch Ork was is for sure up there too. I'm I'm also gonna I, I threw in in the nomination the looks like meets back on the menu boys. I'm gonna stand by it because I really think that changed the game of the whole uh, the whole trilogy because he he not only gives and this will be our next award is the best Ork quote. I think it's the best Ork quote. Looks like meets back on the menu boys, but he also this is I mean he's probably the LeBron of the Urukai. Um, and there's about to be a mutiny. If there wouldn't have been a mutiny, if this this little scrawny orc, the Kyrie, wouldn't have, have turned against him, I think they would have stuck together and found a way to defend themselves from the Rohirrim. So I'm going to pick him just because he's, he's fun to watch. He gives us the greatest series of orc coats back and forth. I, I got him as my MVO. Mm. Some great orcs in the Lord of the Rings. Shout wow. out to the orcs. They don't get the love they deserve. Um, so he, we're here to bring that love to him. Um, I, it sounds like a split decision. The, the lesson here is go out to your local um, orc shelter, support orcs. All right, so we got a split decision there on, or, on most valuable orc. Um, I think we learned a lot about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. We got... We got best or quote. We've got a, a, a plethora of them. Um, oh, feel yeah. free to throw any out there, but I'll just start reading. Feel off free to say uh, no, don't as you will. Jake, don't you, uh, you, let us answer before you read them all off. All right. All right. This is uh, yeah, 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 Jake, all what right. you got? So I already, I already said mine. Mine looks like meets back on the menu boys. See, Easy. I think, I think there's a better line right before that. Cause I think we ain't had nothing but maggoty breath for three second dice. <laughs> Is that a, was that was beautiful. Is a better uh, quote. I think it applies to more situations. Very uh, usable. Like you can use them both in eating situations, but I think it's just a better quote. Yeah, I, it's great. And there, there, there's so many great quotes right within yeah. that sequence. There, the one that's so, after I mean, that is, uh, "What about the legs? They don't need those." I don't need that. uh, that's I love a great that. one. Yeah, we want some mates. <laughs> now, where did they find these guys to say those guys? <laughs> They're just like, hey, y'all just say these in whatever the hell way you want to. I love that. They just let him go after it. <laughs> and it worked. It, it worked so well. Sound like a monster, yeah. Um, this one's strong. Uh, the trees are strong, my lord. Their roots grow deep. And then the classic Bring Them All Down by Saruman right after mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like uh, beginning of the two towers. The Urukai and orcs are on the run with Merry and Pippin. They stop. What do you smell? What is it? What, is it? what do you smell? Man flesh. Grateful. Great quote. Love to use it. Mm-hmm. Man flesh. Mm-hmm. Man flesh. Do you, do you use it often, Bri? All the time. Ooh. Literally I every imagine. day. I really, the quote that it's underused for sure is No, this fellow ain't dead. She jabs him with the stinger and he goes limp as a bonefish. I need to say that much more often. When would you use that in regular conversation? <laughs> I don't know, Nate, but I just need to think about it more. I think that one is, is the, uh, uh, very, very well delivered. The uh, the lip yeah. smack yeah. at the end of at the end of the line is yeah, great line reading, kind of delivery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one we got here, fresh blood, is uh, um. I'm going to bleed you like a stuck pig, which uh, the guy is <laughs> saying it to. Stop Mary your squilling, you dunghill rat. <laughs> yeah, super scary orc. That's an orc we didn't yes. mention. Most valuable orc. Uh, he is really, really scary, scary dude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what do we always, got? The, always catapults. Yeah, Jakers. Jakers cat. Jake's the best catapult. Best catapulter I've known. Yeah, I think it's Nate Law. Nate Law oh, did the uh, did the Shelob quote. Yeah, he was always ridiculously really, well. Really um, good at that. Yeah. Nick uh, Jackson can do the maggoty bread quote because he doesn't have to act. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're really just grilling. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude, some dude, of our pod, some sorry, of our Nick friends. <laughs> that was great. Well, well do, we have, with, uh, do we have a winner here? I got meats going, back on the menu. That's my favorite too. I love that quote. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Uh, I, I that that's the one that um, you know we as. Uh, as 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 Catholics can use the most often. Oh yeah. Every Saturday. So, in every Lent. Saturday well, during Lent. Well, very with true. The grid point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as Nate brought it up or in an earlier pod, what sort of menus were these orcs looking at? You know, maggoty <laughs> bread. They yeah. They were familiar with menus somehow. Uh, so that <laughs> implies there are restaurants in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. There were some Brian, fast food chains in Isengard. Brian, did you yeah. have a winner? What, who do you got as your pick? I, I think it. I think my favorite, the most quotable, the one that we use is meats back on the menus. The most, yeah. Okay. There Good. we have it. Yeah. It's All easy. Right. All right. Okay. Next up, we got uh, best sixth man award. So this is going to the uh, most valuable or best um, character who is not in the fellowship, not one of the nine members of the fellowship. Um, tons of possible answers. Any Anyone that stand out in particular? So for me, it was – I thought about Faramir for a second but just because I've had like a Cain and Abel theme going on in my life. And I think there's a Cain and Abel theme between Faramir and Boromir and Denethor. You've tried um, to kill your brother. Yes, essentially. <laughs> um, but then I really thought about it and hands down, it's Theoden. It's gotta be yeah. Theoden. Cause I mean, I've watched, I told Brian this, I've watched the charge of the Rohirrim probably like seven to 12 times this week. Um, and the, what I told you, Alec. Yeah. I'm really curious. I to learned, hear what you so, so hold on, tell, tell people, you, tell people what you texted me first. I texted him, Hey, do you know what the Rohirrim are yelling as they charge into Pelennor fields? Um, because everybody th- just thinks they're yelling like, yay. Ah, like, yeah. Yeah. But if you listen really carefully, they're yelling death. Oh, really? Because they, they are like freely embracing their own. Like there's this oh. moment where Theoden like looks down at the field and you can see the multitudes of just evil that await them. And there's like a moment where he chooses freely to embrace like to embrace his own death and to continue to charge down because the easy decision would have been to turn around. Um, but it's deeper than that. Cause I was talking about the Silmarillion um, and Numenor, like the men of Numenor, Sauron like convinced them to go seek immortality. Um, and that was like the original sin, the fall of man. Um, they leave Numenor and they're corrupted and they fight the elves. Um, and so in this moment, they're like, basically it's like this baptismal moment where they're like rejecting what Sauron has given them, like this fear of death. They're rejecting that and they're freely embracing their own deaths as they like, not in the suicidal way, but in this like redemptive, meaningful way. Um, so they're, if you listen in the return of the King, they're yelling death. Wow. I need to check that out. That's I don't amazing. think we even need another answer. That was, that is, 
That's that was perfect. amazing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but but then uh, to be able to be the man to like convince these yeah these this crowd eight thousand yeah. other men to embrace their own death for the good of like contrary to the way they've been raised because they've been raised yeah. to fear death. Um, That's beautiful. So, we need Dayton right now so we can all like charge into a grocery store without a mask or something. That'd be exciting. I don't need yeah. Dayton for that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Jake, I like, I, I, I love the answer you just gave really. That was inspiring, but was Faden, definitely um, mine as well. I love his, I mean, for two and a half or for one and a half movies, he's kind of a, he's kind of a butthole, you know, oh, yeah. he's like proud and, you know, he just reclaimed his throne and he's kind of a dick. So just great story of redemption. And I can tell you uh, even more than Gandalf and Nate um, and <clears throat> here, definitely saddest to death. Um, Nate, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. When I was watching Return of the King during uh, during my quarantine. But uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> sad as death. And I mean. Can we tell that story, Sam? Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you go so, ahead. So my, uh, I have a girlfriend, Emily Eichelberger, and um, she was here. <laughs> uh, I don't know when. It was a couple months ago. But <clears throat> we're out on the town. And then we come back unannounced and um open the door emily and i walk in and sam gets up off the couch real quick and his eyes are shimmering (laughs) and and he goes yeah he's acting kind of weird so emily i think emily is kind of excuses herself she goes straight to the bathroom and and sam with tears in his eyes just says uh they odin just died (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's watching he's watching return of the king and, and we walked out of him crying to, to Darren's death. I, I know your i know your face yeah that's what i was about to bring up because he yeah. said what he says after he's like restored to power by gandalf is i know your face and then the last yeah, thing he here. says before he dies is i know your face Man, when when wow. she says she's gonna save him and he says uh you already have that was the that was the breaking point and a breaking point of a movie I've seen probably a dozen times that released the dam released yeah, the river released the river um I, so I, I, hot guys I cry too wow that's right hot guys cry too they have cried too that's great yeah that's exactly why you're on <laughs> I, yeah, I picked Dayton I picked Dayton as well but I picked Dayton in the movie the Faramir for the books yeah is, is my sixth man award Faramir is a great book character. Way, he's way better in the books. I think that's we'll talk about this later. But the best, the worst book to movie change is is making Faramir almost a villain in Two Towers, where yeah, he's he is the most honorable dude yeah. that they come across um, in the books, and that's kind of a shame that they they did depict him that way. But because he's a yeah, like I told you in the garden at my house, he's a resurrected Cain because he has all the tempt- temptations of the biblical Cain because he's unloved by his father, and mm. for no apparent wow. reason. And because he's done all the accomplishments that Boromir has, um, but yet is looked upon with disdain and he has every reason to like act bitterly, but he chooses to like embrace his own responsibility for where he is and to continue to like strive forward as opposed to the biblical Cain who murders his brother and becomes vengeful. Um, So that's, I love the character of Faramir. Wow. He's he's great. Um, Jake, that's, those are really good points. I can tell East of Eden is, has been on your uh, reading uh, reading list lately. Um, yeah, Theoden, best scene. I, I mean, everything in the books from when the Rohit who hear him actually show up 
like that scene with Gandalf standing in the breach and, and then the Rohirrim are there um, to everything that happens after that, which kind of describes Theoden leading them. Um, and then that charge where he pumps him up and yells death. But I, I, also, I love in the, even the movies that pick this well, it's, it's, and I think we can relate to it, this idea of like, he's not going to help Gondor. Where was Gondor for me? And, and so he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't ask me to help Gondor. I'm not going to do it. And then the time comes to help him. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Because I, I think we've all Rohan been Rohan will answer. Yeah, yeah. With just whatever it is. Or like, I'm not, if, if this person asks me for something, no way. No way. And then I'll whatever it is. Him. Yeah, in the moment. Sorry. Um, he does it. Coming, Jake. I like it. <laughs> he's got the best quotes, too. I love the way he talks. And he we'll does. talk about that later, too. So is there any other picks? I mean, we got... Um, so Galadriel, super powerful. We got the Eagles rescuing uh, Sam and Frodo at the end. Eomir is a great character, uh, becomes king of the Rohirrim at the end. Um, Eowyn kills the Witch King. That's that's pretty oh, dope, man. right? Yeah. But none of them, we're saying none of them stack up to yeah, Thaddeus. Yeah, I think they're going to stack yeah. up to Yeah. Uh, All right, let's, get let's move on. Best and worst uh, changes between the books and the movies. So we mentioned one of the worst, uh, Faramir being kind of a villain. Uh, any others that, that stand out to you guys? My my worst is easy. It's the go-home Sam thing. We talked about this in our last pod, Nate. It just doesn't make sense. It totally changes the story. Also, how the hell is Sam going to get home? Is he just going to start walking the poor guy as he's listening all too well? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I interpreted tough. this question as, like, which movie was best converted and oh, which movie well, is worst that's converted. That's okay. You but, go ahead. Yeah, let's look sure, at I didn't have any, like – solid answer to it because i thought the second one was probably the worst mm. um but now that you say it that way something i learned recently was that the boromir scene when boromir dies mm -hmm. is literally like word for word directly like even his like step patterns like the actual words of the book they peter jackson realized that it was such a critical scene so like syllable for syllable, like if you read that chapter and like the section in the book, those paragraphs, like even like when he trips over that log, um, I don't know if you remember that, like after yeah. Frodo throws on the ring, he like trips, like right before he gets angry at himself, like it's all like, like there's a description of the log or whatever. And it's all like directly as Tolkien said it. And wow. it's just Peter Jackson realizing how important that scene is because he takes some, you know, obviously he, he's a director. He's going to take liberties at certain mm -hmm. points. Um, but in that scene, he does it like exactly as Tolkien wanted it to be. Very cool. Yeah. And I think he even takes it a, a step further, and you could say it better with his conversation with Aragorn. It's mm -hmm. it's pretty short in yeah. the books where he just he does the thing he needed to do, which was protect the hobbits. But he doesn't get the like conversation. And in the in the end of the fellowship, is this great? You know, I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king, mm -hmm. which is not in the. Not in the books. You do get some kind of comeback to Aragorn and apology, but not as in depth. So I love that as a as a ch change. Um, I also love the the they did really well with Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep is yeah. the oh one of the best gosh. battles you've ever seen on film. And the books, as you guys who just read Two Towers, it's it's cool, but it's just way different. No, the uh, like the way they translated the actual like structure of Helm's Deep to the movies, like it feels like it's just been sitting there for centuries. Like when you, you look at like the stone and like how it's been patched and yeah, it, it feels very as it should. That is no Orkhorn. 
Um, any other good, good and bad uh, book to movie so changes? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this and and use it to um, do my rant on uh, Aragorn. Um, you know, obviously in the movie they make him out to be badass. You know, lived off the land, traveled around for a long time. Great fighter, which he is. But there was just a few moments in the book where. Uh, you know, Nate would come home from work and I'd just have something new that day where that really pissed me off that Aragorn did. Um, he's incredibly mean to the hobbits. Uh, you know, when he's showing them around and they 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 get to the, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but the, the watchtower of Amonsul, is that it? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And um, he's looking out and, he, and they're trying to figure stuff out and, and Mary comes up to him. He's like, all right, well, like what's going on? And Basically, Aragorn says, I'm trying to figure out if you would just shut up. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe, and this is almost an exact quote, but I can't believe something so small can make so much noise. And, uh, and I was just, I mean, to, like, dude, these guys don't know anything outside of the Shire. Literally, Sam said, this is the furthest I've been away from home. They're still in the Shire. And um, the other one that really, really made me mad was uh, they get out of Moria Gandalf just sacrificed himself for the for the rest of the fellowship and they get out and Aragorn looks back and says to himself like Gandalf told you so like I told you we shouldn't have gone in there man what the hell were you thinking uh, yeah yeah it's a tough and, look yeah it's I mean just I, it's a major change too just like totally changing the intricacies of a character's personality is kind of a wild right. change to make yeah, in a movie the games he plays was with eowyn really make me upset you know yeah. oh, he's such a flirt he he knows is such a flirt yeah. he, he's being intentionally hot and then he plays That's the right. victim yeah 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 it is so in the book the book aragorn is very much like i i'm the freaking king i'm going to be the king of gondor um and no one's going to stop me and then movie movie has a lot more well, maybe I won't, maybe I will, um, type of in, insecurity type of thing. Um, so he's very, I think, haughty in, in the books. And, and I mean that in both senses of the word, um, haughty and haughty. <laughs> any any other thoughts here? No, that's okay, Nate. Yeah, he's just not the hottest guy. That's all right. No. Ooh, we're about to find out. All right. Um, let's move on. Best Lord of the Rings references or quotes that you use in uh, regular life. Um, bunch of stuff we kind of talked about the orc orc things and with theoden um mine's pretty what easy. do we got i just i remember when we first drank alcoholic beverages i remember very early on it was either sam or jakers one of you just comes out and says they come in pints i'm getting yeah. one i knew it was just so beautiful could have been anybody i i couldn't believe it occurred i i was so upset i didn't think of it but it was great yeah i think that was at a shed party jake yeah, probably. Mm, yeah. And Seth Pullman was stabbing things with that axe. Oh my God. And Sammy killed a mouse with a freaking <laughs> ping pong paddle. Yeah. Hail the Victorious Dead. <laughs> that was great. Um, Hail. Hail the Victorious Dead is pretty good reference, too. For me, uh, so not this birthday, but a year ago, I'm like a year, so my 24th birthday. I'm uh, like, I woke up early and I always make the coffee. Like maybe once or twice a year, Bridget will make the pot of coffee, but I'm always up first. And uh, I like wake up and it's like six or whatever. And Bridget's up, like kind of up too. And I'm like, hey, babe, will you make the coffee? 
And she's like caught off guard and she's like, why? And like without without skipping a beat, I just go, because it's my birthday. And I want sex. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, she was legitimately scared. Like it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's lovely. It's <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> that's great. I think, uh, um, I think anytime I eat potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes, yeah. sure. Any 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 version of that. Yeah. You know, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. There are so many. Uh, oh, there's two thousand ones that I use a lot. Uh, one when anything, any mild inconvenience happens to me, I'll say, uh, "What can what can man do against such reckless hate?" Yes. Um, so I, I throw that out there a lot. And then if um, this doesn't happen so much anymore, but. Uh, when I tweet, twist an ankle, you know, whatever, or, or if I'm tired at the end of the day, just to kind of say, uh, my body is broken. Um, yeah. I say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, uh, you know, we, for our, the, the 4th of July party, we had some spots in my grass. You could definitely see I've been trampled on a lot as where we were playing cornhole. We were standing and I love to just walk over areas like in grass. A hobbit. A hobbit. A hobbit lay here. Right here. A hobbit lay here. Another, the bombs um, are cut. Yes. Uh, one uh, one quote I've been looking for an opportunity to use it because it just seems like it would fit in at some point is uh, the courtesy of your hall is somewhat lessened of late. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you should say that to my dad next oh, time. Uh, that'd yeah. be great. He'd love that. I can't believe what about the, when you're, uh, the birthday quote is so funny. What about when you're sharing a urinal with a guy? Let this be the hour where we draw swords together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I feel like but like ninety percent of the quotes we actually use from Lord of the Rings are from orcs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, the orcs are just so much fun to well, quote. That's right. I mean, in my life, I use they come in pints uh, almost. Yeah. Daily. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. In your line um, of work. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, also, I am no man. I often say that. Um <laughs> <laughs> We're, go, we're going in circles. <laughs> we're going in circles. We've been oh, here before. Oh, how did we good forget ball. that? One? Good call. I, I think of that all the time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. An immensely quotable movie. Yeah. Probably, I, that, do you think it's quotable or is it because we've seen it 250 times a piece? I think it's definitely quotable because uh, I've seen a lot of. Yeah, I've seen yeah, a lot of movies true. 250 There's, times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I've watched Ocean's Eleven probably upwards of 40 to 50 times i watch it about every three or four months and i quote lord of the rings much more than i quote ocean slot i wonder where that is you have no power here gandalf i have not used right. that one really <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, it doesn't come up too often fly you fools fly you fools for sure yeah. shadow facts show us the meaning of haste oh for sure. mm-hmm. yes all right, should we keep it rolling? <laughs> we can go. We on got forever. one more question. We got one, one more. more question here. The most important. The most important question: Who is the hottest guy in Lord of the Rings? That's why we're you, all here. You already know Nate Nice takes here. I, we'd love to hear the three of your thoughts. Bri, start us off. You know, in the movies, you really want to say Aragorn. You know, he's got this relationship with with Arwen, and he's. He's the freaking king, uh, and he's just awesome. But after listening to Sam and 
how he brings to light a lot of good points about him in the book. Uh, I kind of am second guessing him now. Uh, Let's so go, I, baby. Come on. Yeah, Bring it in. Yeah. Bring it in. I got to go Boromir. Sean oh, Dean. Oh, no. Boromir. I was not expecting Whoa. that. Wow. Holy cow. What a hot guy. He Dude, did if, great if, hair. He, if he lived in the 21st century, he would definitely have a Harley. For sure. <laughs> yes. No doubt. No doubt. Boromir did not see that coming. Boromir. Great pick. Wow. He is. Sambo? Oh, I, I, um, so, you know, the – everyone's first thought is, is Viggo Mortensen. I'm not even going to say Aragorn. It's because it's Viggo Mortensen. And, uh, but I really started thinking, and I thought, you know, as, as an adult male, which character in Lord of the Rings um, I was most jealous of? You're going down the same path as me. <laughs> and uh, the answer I came up with, uh, Tom Bombadil. Oh. <laughs> no. Wow. And, uh, wow. If I could have one life, it would be it would be Tom Bombadil's. Uh, you know, he walks around, singing songs, talking to trees, talking to animals. Uh, goes home. You know, he he cooks for his friends. He, he you know he meets friends really easily. You know, everyone likes him. He comes home to his hot water wife, and um and just has a great dinner, and then goes to bed. I'm ashamed to come home to forget about it. Yeah, uh, Goldberry. So Tom Bombadil. Name? Um, hottest dude wow uh, yeah undepicted but you can just imagine he was uh he was yes. a looker for sure right yes okay Jakers, so, before you go i want you to remember i want you to think real quick do you remember what your spanish name was in mrs glass class was yeah it was orlando orlando blumo yes <laughs> orlando blue <laughs> so oh. remember this as you as you consider your answer okay so the way i thought about it i was like I mean, you judge a tree by its fruit. Who, uh, or who it's, has like, or its looks, or its looks. But who has like the most attractive partner? Because that would be the hottest guy. And no doubt in my mind, Rosie Cotton is the most Ooh, desirable, wow. most desirable wow. creature in Middle Earth. And wow. I mean, think <laughs> about Sam Gamgee at the bar. I mean, yeah, I was there. I was at. I was there when the ring was destroyed. Like I've been to Mordor and I come home to Rosie every night. Forget about it. Um, so, I mean, and Annie is the best friend. So yes. and who right. wouldn't want to be Sam? Annie gets to live the best like, character. Dang. Wow. Everybody, I, every, I'm with you, man. Jake, I might be with you. You may have swayed everybody me. Wants, everybody wants to like have a friend who's Sam Gamgee, but, Everybody forgets to be Sam Gamgee themselves. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a the really deepest thing ever spoken that's, on this podcast. Holy crap, Jake, that's really good. I think when I was young, I wanted to be Legolas. And then I got older, I thought maybe Aragorn. And now that I'm uh, a little bit older, you're right, Jake. Sam is the hero, and he's got he is the hottest dude. He's of the hottest guy. Us. You're right. Wow, you're Beautiful. right. I mean, I mean, think about it, because, yeah, that's, that's why, why we love watching this. Yes, we love the world. We love all this stuff. But really, what's so unique about Lord of the Rings is that Sam and Frodo aren't superheroes. They're not strong. They're not special. They're not particularly talented or anything. Sam especially, though, is, as Nate like, called him in a, a podcast or two ago, like, he's the actual true hero of the story. He's the one who is the most loyal, the best friend. He's the one you want to be your friend, but we forget to be him. Damn, that's good. I'm in. I'm in. Sam, Sam, Sam wins for sure. Thanks, guys. Wow. 
Great points. Fellas, wow. it's been real. It's been fun. Holy any, crap. any last any last takes you want to throw out there before we wrap this thing up? Um, I was thinking about in general, like what what does Lord of the Rings mean to me? And like obviously it's like hope. Like the way the second movie ends with the Sam quote um and everything but i guess the overarching theme and i wrote this down as i was like thinking about the rohirrim charge and then the um series in general and what's what i wanted to say was there is nothing more dangerous in the world than a righteous man's fury who has accepted his death as inevitable um Mm. and i think like the fellowship is that story and like, that's like the story of what our lives should be like that we accept our own death and don't live out of fear of it. Rather we act like righteously and justly and like swiftly and have the will to act because we no longer have fear of death and that's the resurrection. So that's my take on. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Jake. Jake, we, when, we, when we, we started the podcast, you said you had your Bible open. Did you have something you wanted to read or? I just had Cain and Abel open because I, oh, okay. gotcha. I was thinking about Faramir and Boromir and I was reading the story again. I probably read that. I don't, I'm not disciplined with my Bible, but I've probably read Cain and Abel maybe like 50 or 60 times the last two years. Cause it's just Thanks. been a theme. It's just been a theme. Wow. That's crazy, man. It's beautiful. Thanks for, uh, for closing us with that. I appreciate it. Love it. Lord of the Rings, a great tale of, of, of brotherhood who have experienced, ex- bravely accepted their own uh, fate that they act righteously i I love that uh as an idea well al jake fry sam this has been good we we need to do this type of pod more often with with actual high guys on here so thank you so much for coming on for sure i think it went better than we thought i I, we thought it'd be kind of jumbled up with five guys but we we hope it turns out well for the fans so thank you so much for joining us yeah baby for having us and uh, again first slide on the third day look to the east that's right. <laughs> no, we will. Uh, <laughs> All right. Love you, boys. Later, dudes. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.